you ready to talk fantasy football? Then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Burke. Week 10 of the fantasy football season, double digits here. And I want to start by saying I hope you enjoy my partner Scott Burke tonight because I think this is going to be his last night on the podcast after I thrash him in all three phases of fantasy football this week. Scott, how are you going to do in your last podcast? Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, if, his, if history has any uh, indication of how things are going to go here, uh, I'll be here for a long time to come because you historically do not do well against me head to head, especially in season long leagues. I actually think you have a photograph of a score autographed by me somewhere on your wall in your office. Yes, full disclosure, folks, we'll pull the curtain back. This led to me blocking Scott and let's for some animosity in our family. Uh, a few years ago, he beat myself and my wife in fantasy football and sent us a glossy picture signed, which I almost turned sideways and put somewhere where the sun don't shine. But this year, he has beat me twice. Uh, once because I didn't start Carson Wentz, even though my entire team was injured. But this week is big, folks. It's big because of several things. Number one, Scott, you are the DFS master. I've beaten you twice on the website now, and it really hasn't been close. So I'm going for three. Also, I beat you head to head. You are still ahead of me in the picks, but I beat you head to head twice on the ones we went at. And this week is your beloved Yahoo League, the league you run, the league you are commissioner of, and we both are doing quite well. So this is a massive, massive week for us. Yeah, fa- family ties aside or whatever you want to call it here, us going up against each other. Uh, it's a lot of meaning in my league. We are both, I believe, 6-3 and three and uh, sitting 2-3 in the uh, in the league right now. So this is a, a big game for us. And yeah, I'm pretty confident that I'll move to 7-3. and three. You'll fall to 6-4 and four, and it'll start your decline. <laughs> Out of the uh, playoff picture. I mean, that's just historically, that's what I've done. I mean, I am coming off a 67 point win, I believe it was last week against you in your CBS league. Oh, pure luck. Your pure luck, my yeah, partner. Pure luck. Pure luck. Jameson Crowder would have scored 865 points and you would have won. <laughs> he better do it this week. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. All right, let's get to quarter one, Scott. Here we go. Scott, a couple quick news and notes, and then I have something fun for you that you don't know is coming. This is always exciting. Number one, Scott, it came out today, Ezekiel Elliott is in fact suspended. It looks like at least, what, four games? Because there could be yet another appeal in December. Thoughts on this moving forward? And listen, in retrospect, should he have just taken the six games? Because it probably would have been over by now. Yeah, retrospect, he should have. But listen, my thoughts on this are the sky is blue, the sun is hot. You know, he's suspended (laughs) again. He'll be appealing again. I have a feeling he will be out for a couple weeks now and then the appeal process again later on. But yeah, in retrospect, you know, wouldn't you rather been out the first six games than, you know, basically when you're fighting for a wild card now or even, you know, if you think you have a chance to catch the Eagles? So, you know, in retrospect, this was a bad decision by his team, by the Cowboys, by the, you know, the attorney, everybody in this camp to keep fighting this because we, you all know, we all know the history of Roger Goodell. He goes down swinging. Ask Tom Brady, ask, you know, Martavis Bryant, Josh Gordon, so be it. Ask all these guys he suspended. Yeah, it would have been better to just take the first six. Now you're looking at playoff race here for the fourth time in, what, five weeks? We'll say, is it Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden? Well, listen, I, I know these cocky Cowboy fans. I heard from some of them today. They said, no problem. Four weeks, he'll have fresh legs for the playoff drive. This is going to be a big deal. I, I'm, they're heading into Atlanta. Atlanta needs to win badly. I don't know about this. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is that much more talented than Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden or Rod Smith, but I think there's a flow that could be affected. Next one, Scott, Chris Hogan still has his shoulder in a sling. They go to Denver, a reeling Denver team on Sunday night. My question is, Danny Amendola, Rex Burkhead, is Mike Gillisley still alive? What do you think is going to happen here with the Chris Hogan injury? 
Yeah, I mean, if I were the Patriots, I'd probably sit Hogan. I think I don't think they need him to be, win this game anyway. I know the Bronco defense historically has been good, but they you know just gave up a fifty-one burger to the Eagles. I'd lean Burkhead gets some play, gets uh, a little more action here. I think Amendola would as well, but leave it to Gronk. Leave it you know to the outside. I think Cooks will have a decent game in my opinion here, and uh, I think the Patriots will win that game pretty easily. So if I'm the Patriots, I just let Hogan relax and hey. You know, maybe the Patriots will uh, unleash uh, Marty Soros Rex. Martellus Bennett is back in the fold. <laughs> it's in the true. Weekend. Yes, very true. Yeah, he is back. Scott, Emmanuel Sanders was upgraded to full practice today in, in Thursday's practice. Got a tweet sent to me, a loyal follower, Scott Brown, at Shantytown Brown. He sent it to me. I want to get your opinion. Emmanuel Sanders or Ted Ginn in Buffalo? Is John Elway thrown in Denver? <laughs> Uh, Ted Ginn is the way to go. <laughs> okay, very next good. Next question? <laughs> well, Scott, next question we're going to go to is, I have a little quiz for you, but I made it multiple choice, so I think it's reasonable, Scott. Since we're, you know, pretty much head down the stretch drive here, let's pretend we're in college, and maybe this is a little bit past a midterm exam for you. You don't know these questions. You have no idea, because of course I want you to get them all wrong, but there are 10 multiple choice questions, Scott. I think they are fair. So I will give you some legitimate time. I'll give you, you know, read the question. You can ask a question and then I will ask, do not look up the answer. Okay. This is not Mike Tomlin on the sideline. Okay. Let's just see what you, how you do. They're very tough. Scott, if you get five out of 10 of these without even knowing about it, I'd be very impressed, but they're reasonable. Are you ready? Yeah, it just sounds like you're trying to get back to me for fantasy jeopardy, but I'm all for it. Let's get it going. <laughs> no, I think he's just, no, he's reasonable. I, I didn't go too deep. Uh, these stats are, are from playerprofiler.com, one of my favorite sites. Scott, Matt Kelly does a great job over there. I used to write for him for a while. So all from uh, Player Profiler. And I gave you multiple choice, Scott. So this is reasonable. Multiple choice. Here we go. Play along at home, by the way. This wide receiver, Scott, is number five in standard scoring formats. This wide receiver is number five in standard scoring formats. Here are your three choices. You ready? Alshon Jeffrey, Marvin Jones, Tyreek Hill. Again, I'll repeat it one more time. This wide receiver is number five in standard scoring formats, so not PPR. Alshon Jeffrey, Marvin Jones, Tyreek Hill. What do you got? Scott Burke. Hmm... Alshon Jeffrey, Marvin Jones, or Tyreek Hill. Yes. My gut is going to tell me to say Marvin Jones. Very close, Scott. He is number seven. The answer is Alshon Jeffrey. Can you believe that? Alshon Jeffrey is number five in standard scoring formats. Very close, though. Marvin Jones is seven. So very, very close. That, that, that was a good one. I can't believe he's been so hot lately. Number two, Scott. This wide receiver is third in targets. So third in targets, all right? DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, it's not Cooper. I think Hopkins is near one or two, so it's going to be Landry. Atta boy. There you go. He's on the board. Yes, very good, Scott. Jarvis Landry with 87 targets is third. DeAndre Hopkins is second with 93. And Amari Cooper is fourth with 77. Very good. Nice job. Got that one. Historically, Landry is a target uh uh, you know, hound, but you it's a matter it. of what he does with those. Got it. And that's an interesting game we got coming up later against Carolina on Monday night. Third one, Scott, which running back is not in the top PPR fantasy points per game? Which of these three running backs is not in the top 12 in PPR fantasy points per game? Scott, your three choices are Mark Ingram, Lamar Miller, or Christian McCaffrey. <sighs> Hmm. 
You don't like McCaffrey, so I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, you're take two in a row. Look at you. You're on fire. Well done. Yes, Mark Ingram is still number 10 because of all those touchdowns. Lamar Miller, Scott, I, I don't get it, man. He's 12. Maybe the Deshaun Watson time like really caught him up. But McCaffrey is 13th. Well done. You got two in a row. Nice job there. Very good. See, you're doing fine. Number four, Scott. Number four, Scott. Which QB, okay, which quarterback averages the most red zone passing attempts per game? And the key is per game. Which quarterback averages the most red zone passing attempts per game? Okay. Out of all quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson. Uh, let's go with. Red zone only. Red zone passes. Matt Stafford. Atta boy, see? Three in a row. I mean, this is very impressive, Scott. I, I am very – This I knew you'd be pretty good at this. Well, this Brady, Brady does a lot of his work from outside the 20 yes. and sort of Russell Wilson throwing things up. So Well done. I, I thought I gave with Russell Wilson because they can't run either. But very good is Matt Stafford. He's averaging six red zone passing attempts per game. Scott Russell Wilson, 5.9. He's right behind him, and Tom Brady is 5.5. That's three in a row. Oh, you're doing great here. You're going to get five, no problem. Number five. Scott, which QB averages the most passing yards per game of these three? So out of these three quarterbacks, who's averaging the most passing yards per game? Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. Hmm. Uh, passing yards. Passing yards per game. Average. Pass, not total passing yards, passing yards per game. I'm going to go just based on the fact that I watched them more than others. I'm going to say Ben Roethlisberger. Four in a row. The kid is good, folks. Very good. Yes, Ben Roethlisberger, 257.8. Carson Wentz, 251.3. Jared Goff, a little better, 252.6. I thought I'd get you with Goff there. Excellent. You're doing a very nice job. Four in a row. Six. Scott, which tight end is in the top five in receiving yards per game? Which of these three tight ends has actually cracked the top five in receiving yards per game? Okay. Evan Ingram, Charles Clay, or Jared Cook? It's an average. I'm not talking about total receiving. Receiving in the games they've played, receiving yards per game. Evan Ingram, Charles Clay, Jared Cook. And this is tight ends only? Tight ends only, sir. Yes. I only gave you three tight ends. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Let's go with Evan Ingram. Incorrect. Evan Ingram is 51.5. He's very it's close. Jared by the way. Cook, isn't it? It is Jared Cook. Yes, it's Jared Cook. I thought I'd get you with Charles Clay. Evan Ingram, 51.5. He's come on lately. Charles Clay, a little bit better, 51.6, even though he's been injured. And Jared Cook, who I hate, but he is just killing me here, 55.4. 55.4, uh, yes. Uh, that, that 170 he had the other day, that, that was helpful. Yes, that's correct. Very good. Number seven. Scott, which wide receiver has the largest target share for their respective teams? Meaning, Scott, out of all the passes that this team has thrown, which of these receivers has received the largest majority of those targets? You got it? I got it. T.Y. Hilton, Marquise Lee, Robbie Anderson. Out of all their passing targets, out of those three receivers, which one has received the largest target share? And that, include, and that includes the tight ends on their team? Any so passing nice. targets. Any passing targets. T.Y. Hilton, Marquise Lee, Robbie Anderson. It's a very good question, by the way. Well, I don't think it's T.Y. Hilton just because Jack Doyle is there. So very smart. Go. You're down let's, to two. Let's, um, 
Safarian Jenkins has got to be getting a decent amount. I'm going Marquise Lee. Very well done. That is a nice job. I thought that was a hard question, Scott. T.Y. Hilton is 23%. Robbie Anderson only 21.1%. Marquise Lee, 24.9%. Very good. That's a good Sherlock Holmes fantasy football job by you. Excellent. Thank three, you. Three left. Number eight. Besides Travis Kelsey, he doesn't count because he's number one. Which tight end has the most yards after catch this season? So think this through. Besides Travis Kelsey, he's by far and away number one. Which tight end has the most yards after catch this season? Here are your three choices. Vernon Davis, Jack Doyle, Evan Ingram. Yards wow. after catch. Total yards after catch. Well, the contrarian in me would make you think that Vernon Davis is the answer. However, I am going to go with... Actually, I'm going to go with Vernon Davis. Oh, I thought I'd get you very nicely done, Scott. Excellent. Vernon Davis, 205. Jack Doyle, 199. Evan Ingram, 180. Oh, I thought I had you. Good job, man. There's your five. You're home free. You got five already. Uh, oh, Actually, I got I six. I got I'm sorry, six. six. That's Marquise Lee. I'm sorry. I got six. Oh, it's over. You got, you're got on a free roll, man. We play poker. You're on a free roll. Two left. Number nine. Scott, which of these QBs has the worst deep ball completion percentage this year? Those are passes, Scott, that have been traveled over 20 yards. So passes have traveled over 20 yards. Which one of these, according to playerprofiler.com, has the worst deep ball completion percentage? Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Phillip Rivers. Worst deep ball completion percentage out of those three, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Phillip Rivers. I could have swore you were going to throw Ben Roethlisberger in there because he's missed a ton of deep balls. He's um, better than all three of these guys. How about that? He's actually better than all three of these guys. Um, I'll go with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is the middle one. That is incorrect. So Who, that means it's your boy Rivers? No, it's Andy Dalton. It's Andy Dalton. That's ah, how right. bad he's been. Yeah, Jameis Winston's got 22.5% of his passes that have gone lo longer than 20 yards have been caught. Philip Rivers, 25. So one out of every four. Andy Dalton, 19.2. Oh, it's been a That's miserable year for that. That explains what, why things are so bad in Cincinnati. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Marvin Lewis still has a job. Yeah, well, I don't think he will for much longer, like you said last <laughs> me, week. Me either. Last one. Here we go. Drum roll, please. Scott, opportunity share is the percentage of total team running back carries and targets. So if you took all the running back carries and targets, just running back, okay? Which of these three running backs has the highest opportunity share? Which means they've gotten the most carries and targets out of all the running backs for their team. Jordan Howard, Isaiah Crowell, Devontae Freeman. So if you add up all of the running back carries and running back targets for those teams, the Bears, the Browns, and the Falcons, who has the highest percentage of those combined? I, I think it's Howard. I don't think it's close. You are correct. It actually is surprisingly close, but you are correct. Howard is 62.2%. Devontae Freeman has 60, okay, even though Coleman's there. And Isaiah Crowell is 58. Scott, that's a great job out of you, man. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? I think it's seven, right? Seven out of ten. If I was in school, I got a C minus. Nah, you know, nah. We're not in school. We're in fantasy. You, I'll take seven even, out of ten all day. Man, we didn't even prepare. I mean, that's incredible. Seven out of ten. I, I guarantee people who are listening, if they did not look it up, there's no way they got seven out of ten. Well done. Very well. Oh, those very, are good questions. That's well good, done. you know. Very good too. You know, a couple of them I kind of guess just because of the way you think. Yes. But yeah, no, those are good questions. Very good questions. I enjoyed that. Seven out of ten. I'll take it all day long. All right. Let's hit quarter two. Quarter two underway, NFC home games to preview for the beginning of week 10. We have one going on already as we speak. Seahawks 15, Cardinals 7, early third quarter in Glendale. 
But let's go to the first one on the docket here. The Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers going into Chicago against the Bears. And when's the last time you've seen the Bears a five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Packers, regardless of the location? That's what we're looking at here. Uh, we'll start with the Green Bay side. I don't think you have confidence in starting Brett Hundley this week. And if you do, please tell me otherwise. So I want to start with the running backs, Ty Montgomery or Aaron Jones. Ty Montgomery got a lot more touches last week than Jones did. It could have been game script, maybe not. Your thoughts, who's the better play this week, if any? The better play is the guy, if they can run the ball, the better play is Aaron Jones. I just don't think they're going to be able to run the ball that well, Scott. I think Jones will be okay, but not great. So I think it's Ty Montgomery. He's the third down back. He's going to catch the passes. Uh, I do think the Bears have a good chance at winning this game, even though it's going to be sort of a slop fest. I'm just going to go with Ty Montgomery. Yeah. Stick with the running back side. Jordan Howard, is he a top five running back this week? Oh, absolutely. And that's the only guy I'm really worried about in your team going nuts. Yes, I have my, I think he's my four, three or four uh, running back overall. Absolutely. 100%. If you had to peg one of these Green Bay wide receivers in your lineup, maybe as a wide receiver too, is it Devontae Adams or is it Jordy Nelson? Gosh, I want to say Jordy, but after watching the game last week, I think Adams has a little more separation power. Adams has 37 receptions, 404 yards, five touchdowns. I'll take Adams. Who benefits more from Martellus Bennett being gone? Is it Richard Rodgers or Lance Kendricks or neither? It's neither because it's Hunley. And if it wasn't Hunley, would you have gone Rodgers? Because part of me would have went Kendricks. Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't think either one of them are high volume. You know, because if you have Cobb, if you have Cobb, Adams, and Nelson, and then Montgomery there, Scott, how many times are you targeting the tight end? You're really not. I mean, I don't know. You know I love Richard Rodgers, but I don't think it's either one regardless. Even if Aaron Rodgers is there, I don't think you're playing either one. Your thoughts on the Bears' defense? I've actually picked them up in a couple of leagues, playing them in one. I actually changed them against you this week. I took the Cardinals out, put the Bears in, just in case you didn't notice that. I did that. I also like the Bears in DFS. Your thoughts? I did notice that because I checked before the game started. And you have this like fixation on making sure that you have more projected points every time you play. So I know. It has nothing to do with projected <laughs> points. It has to do with the fact that it's a Thursday night. The, the Cardinal defense has not been that good. There's not a lot of takeaways there. And it just, you know, Thursday night. I like to live by that model you have once in a while, and the Thursday night is out, and yeah, so far, it's been hit or miss. they got a couple of sacks, but they've given up 15. Excellent pickup. I think the Bears are going to be very good in this game. Next one, Scott, the Browns go to the Lions. Detroit at home in a game they have to have. Scott, the Lions only 1-3 at home this year. Very odd. They're 4-4 four and four overall. Here come the Browns. They're 0-8. Scott, let me just, just summarize the Browns for us. Are you playing anybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a tough call. Yeah, I think I think maybe the only one I'd really consider playing is Duke Johnson because I think they'll be chasing and you know, he'll be out there, you know, catching passes. So if I got to play anybody as a low RB two, it's Duke Johnson. But that's it. That's pretty much it, right? And and tight ends, I don't think you're going to play them. Isaiah Crowell, no, thank you, right? Okay. Yeah, not not in this game because I mean, like you said, this is a game that I think the Lions need a nice win against the Packers without Rodgers last week. But like I said, they're only one and three at home. This is a game that you that you would hope that they go in and put the foot down. So I, I would say that Crowell's probably out considering they'll be playing from behind. Maybe he gets an early touchdown, but I don't think you're looking at more than that. So I, I'd sit him. Matt Stafford's a solid start. Amir Abdullah Scott, that goal line touch, was that a mirage? I think it was a mirage, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Amir Abdullah cracks 90 yards. I'm not going to say 100. I'm going to say he cracks 90 because I think game script will allow this to happen. I think he can break one. I know the Browns are pretty decent against the run. But, you know, they fed him the ball more than they did against two weeks ago against Pittsburgh. I just think he's going to break one or two off. He looked pretty good against Green Bay. He just really didn't get enough, I think, to really you know, manufacture big numbers. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Abdullah breaks 90. 
Wide receivers, they're getting very hot, Scott. Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, talk to me about them. Who do you like better, PPR and standard? Yeah, I, I played them both. Um, I think this is a great, this is a one-two tandem that's really, like you said, heating up. It's a very good tandem they have now in, in Detroit. Marvin Jones is making plays. Golden Tate is making plays too. Uh, PPR, I'm going to say Jones, standard. I'll say Tate, but they're both full goes. Don't laugh at me, Scott. Last two games, Eric Ebron, two receptions, 58 yards, three receptions, 35 yards. Can he possibly crack the top 12 tight end? They're making it a point to get him involved in in this offense. You know, they, I think they tried to trade him before the deadline. were unsuccessful. Now he's there. Got to give him a shot to live up to this possibility. I could see him falling in that 10-12 range. Uh, so, yeah, maybe four catches, maybe 55 yards, and maybe he finally gets a touchdown as opposed to uh, Fels. We both have good defensive matchups here. Be honest, lie detector test. Who do you like better, Lions defense or Bears defense? Uh, honestly, I like the uh, the Bears defense better. I, re- I do. I think the Lions defense is good. I think it's a matter of takeaways for me, and I think the Bears might be able to get a few more turnovers than the Lions will. That's about it. Fair enough. Next NFC game, maybe a revenge game? Yeah, we didn't see this one coming on the docket as a revenge game, but why not? The Jets. <laughs> Bonanza. Revenge game. Bonanza, Scott. <laughs> We're all over this on this podcast. It should be picking up the Blitz revenge style. The Jets traveling to Tampa to face their Good old friend Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, we'll start with the Jets side. I happen to like Josh McCown this week as a as an option. I actually have to start him in one league and a DFS possibility too. Your thoughts on McCown, QB two? McCown revenge game, right? He used to play for Tampa Bay, right? And, I mean, he's played for like fourteen teams. Fitzpatrick I mean, revenge it, it, game. <laughs> this is yeah. This is the revenge bowl. This is all us. We should get a patent on this. He's been solid, Scott. I don't like him better than Fitzpatrick. How about that? Believe it or not. But do you put both of them as QB twos then? Yeah, I don't. I don't put. You know, I could be tempted to put Fitzpatrick as my twelfth QB, but I I think both of them will be up and down in this game. If you maybe pick one, I'll take Fitzpatrick. So if this game was in New York, then you reverse it. Bingo! You got it. You got it. Running backs on the Jets side. Matt Forte has got some knee swelling. There are thoughts that he may not play this week. May not play for a couple of weeks. So how? How high does the stock on Bilal Powell rise here? Not that high because Tampa is actually good against running backs. I, every once in a while, there's a to quote Chris Berman, circle the wagons game. Tampa's not going to be horrific every single game. This could be their only chance to have a real solid performance, even though Mike Evans isn't there. Powell, low-end RB2. Robbie Anderson stay hot here, or do you yeah. like Jermaine Curse? No, no, stay with Anderson, sure. Yeah, you got to play him, got to roll with him. How about another revenge game? Austin Safarian Jenkins. He was approached the other day at a, a practice, asked his thoughts about his old head coach, Dirk Cutter. Really wouldn't say much. Tried to beat around the bush to avoid saying negative things. So your thoughts on a Safarian Jenkins revenge game? I like Safarian Jenkins in this game. I think you play him. Bucks have been tough against tight ends, uh, fifth tough, toughest overall, but he's still a tight end one for me. All right, Tampa Bay side, we talked about Fitzpatrick. How about Doug Martin? Does Doug Martin crack 100 yards? Jets are going to play tough against the run. They're on the road. I, I think I've heard rumors about Peyton Barber getting more involved, so I would not be confident starting Doug Martin against a tough Jets defense with Peyton Barber possibly getting in the mix. All right, so Mike Evans is suspended. I know you're not a Deshaun Jackson guy, so I don't think you have confidence in him being a number one go-to receiver. So how about Adam Humphreys? Does he sneak in as a wide receiver two option, or does this increase the workload for Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard? 
It's Godwin. It's Godwin, Scott. I, I like what Godwin's done the last couple of weeks. I think they need somebody that why not try him? You're not going anywhere. You got a rookie in there. You don't have Mike Evans. Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson's feast of famine guy. He's not all of a sudden going to catch nine balls, right? I mean, he is who he is. You could go with the tight ends. I like Godwin, and I certainly I think Cameron Braid is very, very safe. Washington hosts Minnesota. Fascinating game here, man. Fascinating game because it's just a very tough one to handicap. Start with the Vikings. They're coming off their bye. They're playing a very tough Washington defense, especially in the secondary. Talk to me about McKinnon versus Latavius Murray. I still like McKinnon better. I think he gets more more of the touches. He's involved more in both facets of the offense. Murray, and it looks like now if they get Murray within the five or ten yard line, he may get the goal line touches. But I think for for pure you know, all game standpoint, I like McKinnon better. And talk to me about the wide receivers. Stefan Diggs, totally healthy. Adam Thielen, healthy. That secondary is very, very difficult, and it's still Case Keenum. It could be Teddy Bridgewater. We don't know. But which wide receiver do you like? Do you like them both? What do you got? Well, my assumption is Norman's going to line up on Diggs. That would be what I what I think happens in this game. So I'm going to take Thielen. I think Thielen will be able to manufacture some points uh, in the slot. Get open more than Diggs will be. I think Diggs will still have that chance to make a couple of big plays. But if Norman's going to line up on Diggs, which I think will be the case, I'm going to go Adam Thielen. Redskins are fourth most generous to opposing fancy tight ends. Kyle Rudolph is what number wide uh, tight end this year? If, and the, what, Kyle Rudolph is what number tight end this game this week? Six. Go over to the Redskins. Kirk Cousins going to start him. Certainly, he played decent in Seattle. I certainly think he'd start him at home. Rob Kelly, Scott. That's my question. He got two touchdowns on 14 carries for 18 total yards. Here come the Vikings, who are second toughest against running backs, but they are home. Rob Kelly, RB2 or no? Yeah, I mean, I guess RB2 because, I mean, I think what what we learned there with the two touchdowns on only 18 yards is that he got the goal line line carries. So I guess that'll matter the most. RB2 for sure. Chris Thompson's still the number one back there, though. And talk to me about Dotson. Crowder Crowder had a huge game at home against the Cowboys. They didn't play last week. Dotson had the great catch there. What about those two guys in the wide receiver area? I'm going to plug them both as RB2s. I think they'll both be able to put some numbers up. But that the Viking defense is pretty solid. I know the game's you know in Washington, but I would say both RB2. And Vikings middle of the road. Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed. Is Jordan Reed going to play? And if so, where do you put him? Uh, you know, if he plays, he's going to be top 10. But I think Vernon Davis also has a chance to be top 10. Even now, when Reed has played, Davis is still produced. Um, so he, you could put them both borderline top 10. I mean, obviously, if Reed plays, they'll target him more. But, you know, it's always a question mark with him. So if you got Vernon Davis, he might not be a bad streamer either. What do we got next? We got the Houston Texans traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. Rams put up 51 against the Giants last week. The Rams are not very good against the run. And the Giants actually ran the ball pretty well against them until they had to stop because they were down by a bazillion points. The Texans go to Tom Savage. They lost to the Colts last week. They had a chance to win that game at the goal line as well as the game near the end of that game didn't convert to play. Let's start. We're not playing Tom Savage. We'll skip. The Rams are bad against the run. Lamar Miller, where'd he go? No, not playing Lamar Miller. So he's not even RB2 for you. I bet you you Deontay Foreman gets more total fantasy points than Lamar Miller. All right. DeAndre Hopkins. He's still, is he a wide receiver one or does he fall the wide receiver two on the road here? I put him wide receiver two on the road, but 16 targets, 16 targets, man, from last week. You playing Will Fuller? No. Beast or Famine? How about, how about Ryan Griffin? Won't play Griffin, but Fedorowicz is back. If you were really stuck, I think this is going to be negative game stripped. I have no problem playing CJ Fedorowicz, believe it or not. Uh, that's yeah, that's not bad with Fedorowicz back. That, that could work out there. 
Rams side, Jared Goff, where is he? QB1, QB2? I can't, that performance was incredible. He's 147 to 244 for 2,030 yards and 13 touchdowns. He's a QB1. Texans are number one against fantasy running backs. I know I touched on this last week. You'd think it was a, more of the Watt merciless factor from early on in the season. Is that the route you're going here? Is Gurley going to explode at home? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gurley catches it. He, he's one of the few we talk about all the time, Scott. A few three-down backs. You're going to take Gurley. You're going to play him. Absolutely. He'll get his points no matter what. Top five RB this week. Robert Woods had his return to fantasy relevance for one game last week. Sammy Watkins had one catch. It was a 67-yard touchdown. Cooper Cup was involved. Rank those three for me in order this week. This is just a gut instinct. I love Robert Woods. He's the safest. I'm going to go Watkins, though, first, then Woods, then uh, then Cooper Cup. I, I think they have to get Watkins going. I understand he's been feast or famine, but he's home in this game. Woods got a great game last week. He had two touchdowns. He had none all season. I'll go with Sammy Watkins first. And I'm going to guess no interest in Tyler Higby or Gerald Everett. Nah, just better options. That's all. All right. Dallas, no Ezekiel Elliott going into Atlanta, Scott. You got an Atlanta team back against the wall. They are 4-4. Four and four. They are 1-2 at home. Start with Dallas. Dak Prescott versus an angry Atlanta team with a possibly injured Des Bryant and no Ezekiel Elliott. Where is he? It's a tough call. He's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, if, Des is, if Des is out there or not, he's going to be throwing a lot anyway. I'm going to put him as a high QB2 this week. Uh, you know, Borderline high QB2, low QB1. Uh, I, I'd expect Bryant to play. Um, but yeah, with, with Elliott out, the changes, he's going to have to throw the ball a lot more. Terrence Williams, you called it last week. It was an excellent call by you. Sticking with him this week, wide receiver three? I mean, I knew I know Sanu is more talented, but why couldn't Williams start to evolve into that role, especially now with Dallas losing Elliott, Brian a little banged up? I could see him as a low wide receiver two this week. Jason Witten's been bizarre, up and down. How's he do here against an Atlanta team that uh, against tight ends this year? They've just sort of been pretty good, I'd say. I mean, not bad. Fourth best against fantasy tight ends of Falcons. Jason Witten. We have four catches for fifty-five yards. Running back Alfred Morris Scott, Atlanta Falcon team at home. They're very middle of the road against opposing fantasy running backs. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say it's got to be Alfred Morris as an RB2. Um, you know, I read reports that McFadden has dropped down to, you know, with Elliott on the depth chart as the fourth depth chart behind Rod Smith. So, I mean, if that's the case, I think I don't think they're going to give the ball to Rod Smith right out of the gate here. So I'm going to say it's Alfred Morris, and I'd put him as an RB2. you got to play Ryan, Scott. If, if Julio doesn't drop that ball, he has 400 yards passing at Carolina. So I think you got to play Ryan. Talk to me about Coleman versus Freeman. Coleman's more productive. Freeman gets more touches. I think Freeman's due. I think Freeman is due for a breakout game, a big game. It's kind of just been lying in the weeds, 12 points, 13 points, 14 points, something like that. I think he's due for one of those 21, 22-point performances, and I think it's this week. Tell me if I'm nuts. I told you last week that wide receiver twos do very well against the Cowboys, and then I was way off on the Kansas City uh, Demarcus Robinson second wide receiver. But the Falcons have a good second wide receiver, Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed Sanu is going to outscore Julio Jones in this game, true or false? Well, he might if Julio Jones has a play. Did not practice today. We'll know t- more tomorrow if he practices, but he definitely will if he doesn't play. Um, if Julio plays, I think Julio will still outscore him, but I do have Mohamed Sanu already pegged into a DFS lineup. Cowboys middle of the road against fantasy tight ends. Hoopa? I like Hooper. I liked him last week. He didn't really get the job done, so I'm going to give him another week here. I'm going to give him 660 and a touchdown. Let's hit the West Coast, huh? At one at one point in our NFL lives, the Giants and the Niners was an important game. <laughs> oh man, of My course, friend, yes. It is no longer an important game because combined, these teams are one and 
15? 1 and 16? They have one win between the two of them. The Giants just got blitzed 50 by the Rams, giving up 51 points. The Niners have yet to win. It is C.J. Beathard again this week. It is not Jimmy Garoppolo. Giants, let's start there. Eli Manning on the road. Quarterback two? Yeah. I mean, right. It, it, oh, gosh. A quarterback two. I'm not going to make him a one, Scott. It's only two QB leagues. It's terrible. Man, has Eli Manning fallen. Yep. And how about the, the, Niners, the Niners? They're also being the worst against running backs. And not for nothing. You know, he hasn't gotten enough touches. But for the past couple of weeks, Orleans Darkwell has looked like a legit running back. Your thoughts on Darkwell on the road. Can he be an RB2? Maybe put up 80 yards. Maybe get in the end zone. Great call by you. I'm going to say Darkwell is a high-end RB2, maybe a borderline RB1. Yes, I agree. I think they're gonna, I, the Giants aren't going to get shut out here. They have to move the ball. And if I think Manning's not going to be a QB1, then it's got to be Darkwell. I think Darkwell's a good style start. Yeah, definitely a flex play. How about that? Yeah, that works for me. I like dark weather this week also. Where do you peg Sterling Shepard? Something tells me to still stay with Roger Lewis. <laughs> no, 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 no Tavares King in your future? No. I, listen, I think they're both wide receiver threes. Right? All right. Uh, Evan Ingram's a sure bet. T- yeah, Tyler. he's a tight end one. Yeah, absolutely. He's best. Yes, definitely. 100%. Not playing C.J. Beathard, right? Even though the Giants give a 51, you're going to stay away, I would assume. If you made me pick one, I think Jimmy Garoppolo comes in this game. At what point in time? Second half? Second half. Second, yeah. half. second half. Maybe Beathard gets knocked out or something, throws a pick or something like that. Fans want Garoppolo. Why wouldn't you throw him in there? It's a giant team. It's not great. That's basically quit on their coach from what I'm hearing. I think you see Garoppolo here. Yeah, a lot of turmoil in a giant locker room. We we get that news because we're local in the area. We hear a lot about that. Carlos Hyde. You talked about it last week. Great rest of season schedule. Giants got beat up by Todd Gurley. Carlos Hyde. Where is he? RB1. Solid RB1 for me this week. Five or more catches for Hyde? 100%. Six at least. All right. Wide receivers, your thoughts on Marquise Goodwin with Pierre Garçon out? He's really the only game in town from the wide receiver position. Could you plug him as no. a low RB2? Better options, Wide, wide receiver too? Jenkins is back. Better options there. Better options in the NFL than him. I take the waiver your, wire first. Your boy Kittle is out. The Giants have given up a touchdown to every single tight end they face. Garrett Selleck? Garrett Selleck's going to score. Scott, the, the Giants, Giants have given up a, a touchdown to every single tight end. Why would you not take the Niners tight end in a, in a tough tight end week? I'm in love with Charles Clay, so I picked him up. But outside of that, why not? One touchdown, one touchdown, one touchdown, two touchdowns, one touchdown, one touchdown, one touchdown, one touchdown. Yes, Garrett Selleck's going to score, 100%. That, li- that lineup with Mohamed Sanu also has Garrett Selleck at tight end for a mere 2,500. Oh, I like if that. I get two catches, 20 yards at a touchdown, why not? Good lineup. Very good lineup. Excellent. Last one, Scott, Monday night. This is an intriguing game, right? I, I mean, it my is. gut tells you know my gut tells me Panthers roll, but why is something holding me back from that? First of all, Jay Cutler's been tremendous <laughs> the last couple <laughs> weeks, so I know you're not starting Jay Cutler, Scott. But what I'm saying is, could he get over under 230 yards, two touchdowns, one interception? I think he can get over that, and okay. I, 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 I don't really see why the Panthers roll here. I mean, look. I know Dolphins got rid of Jay Ajayi, but both the running backs they played last week, yeah, it was against Oakland, but they both played well. They still have skill position at the wide receivers, and as long as Cutler doesn't throw, you know, make three or four turnovers, they'll be in the game. I, I mean, I think the line in this game is 11, which I think is just out of control, but, you know, anyway, that's just my early thoughts. Scott, with Luke Keekley in there, the Panthers' run defense has been superb. Probably the best in the league when Keekley's been healthy. They're third toughest against running backs, but Keekley's been out. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Damian Williams, which one and why? I like Kenyon Drake because he had more carriers and he had more carries inside the 10 last week. And he also was able to catch balls too. Williams was great out of the backfield also, but Drake had more touches, more carries, more yardage. I go Kenyon Drake. Wide receivers, Landry and PPR, I assume, but Parker or Landry and Standard? 
I stick with Landry in both. I, I like Landry in both. Tight ends, Panthers against tight ends are fairly decent. Julius Thomas, was that one week wonder? Yeah, I think it was one week wonder. I think the wide receivers are will get more action. I think Kenny Stills will get more catches this week. Dolphins tough against the run. Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, PPR you get to play him because the Panthers can't run anyway, and we, we know that. I mean, I think McCaffrey will get more carries like he did last week, but you got to play him PPR just because he's going to get six, seven catches like he does every week. I think Curtis Samuel is going to outscore Devin Funchess. I'm nuts? I think you're taking a shot. I don't agree, but I won't say you're nuts. Ed Dixon against the Dolphins have not been good against fantasy tight ends. They've been pretty bad, too. What do you think about Ed Dixon? Tight end, too. You know, right there, number 14, or right at, you know, 12, 13. He's, he's serviceable if you have to play him. 175 yards again? No? I don't think so. Nah, I don't think so. No, I'll pass on that. I'll go under. I'll go under. AFC, third quarter. Third quarter, AFC. I know you've talked about this game in the first episode this week. Uh, we had Saints at the Bills. Let's start on the Saints side. Talking to me about Drew Brees. How good will he be in the cold in Buffalo? going to be a cold weekend up here in the Northeast. I think he's going to be okay, but not great. I think the Bills are tough. I think this is a get-right game. I don't even know what the line is, Scott. I assume the Saints are still favored. Maybe one and a half, two and a half, whatever it is. I don't no, care. I actually think it's still at three. It might even be three and a half. Oh, it's that's right. Well, in, in next quarter, Scott, my first pick right in right now. I don't care whatever it is because I don't think the Bills are going to win the game outright, but I'll take the points just in case. I think Drew Brees is a low-end QB1. Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. I know that we had the debate where somebody said Kamara was better than Sproles and he's the number one guy back there. Ingram outproduces Kamara. Yeah, Bills are just okay against fantasy running backs. They do a lot better at home. Here's the thing. You're going to start Kamara. You're going to start Ingram. You're not putting them on the bench. I would temper expectations. I think they both flirt around low-end RB1, high-end RB2. But you, you got to play them. It's one of these things. You're playing them. There's nothing you can do about it. Michael Thomas is questionable. We don't know if it's a real questionable or not. So talk to me about Ted Ginn. Does Willie Sneed finally get involved? Colby Fleener? What options are you looking at? <sighs> I don't like Kobe Fleener at all. Ted Ginn, I love. You know, I've said that, but this is outdoors, Scott. He would be in Buffalo, in the cold, and outdoors. That's a bad mix for Ted Ginn. So if I had to pick one, I would pick Willie Sneed and even Brandon Coleman because then Ted Ginn would draw maybe the top coverage there for the Bills. So if Thomas plays, you start him, you temper expectations. I just don't think Ted Ginn has a big game in the cold in Buffalo. If this was in New Orleans, it's a track meet. <laughs> yeah. You know, protect, watch your head. But in this one, I would temper expectations. It could be more of a possession game for the for the Saints, which means more sneak. Yeah, Brandon Coleman could be a sneaky play in uh, DFS yeah, especially. Sure. Go to the Bills side, Tyrod Taylor. I believe you are starting him against me this week in our head-to-head matchup. So... How confident are you in Tyrod leading your team to victory? Uberly confident. Uberly confident. I love Tyrod Taylor. I think he's a top six fantasy quarterback. Saints defense has been much better than they have in the past. Yep, and it's nice to let's see how it is in the cold in Buffalo, my friend. Let's see how we've been tough and let's see how we do up there, okay? You're playing LaShawn McCoy. Give me a stat line stat line on LaShawn McCoy. Twenty two carries, hundred and twenty total yards, and a touchdown. Kelvin Benjamin, how much does he play? You know, no, do you look at him no, inside the twenty no. only? Marshawn Lattimore, no. You don't, okay, no. I bench him. I bench Charles, him. Charles Charles Clay, one hundred percent go. Oh, wheels up, my friend on Charles Clay. You're going against a Saint team that is just mediocre. They're they're just okay against opposing tight ends. I like Charles Clay here. They're home. 
he's going to be worked back in. Listen, would I say he's a high-end tight end one? No, but I think he's better than any other streaming option that's out there. Are you still in love with Jordan Matthews? I am. I am. I, I, I As a wide receiver three, you know what I mean, Scott? Like, he, he's not going to draw Marshawn Lattimore, okay? Tyrod Taylor is better in the middle of the field. That's the area he works. And Kelvin Benjamin draws attention. And now Charles Clay is back. I like Jordan Matthews. I bet Jordan Matthews has more fantasy points than Charles Clay. How about that? I bet Deontay Thompson outscores Jordan Matthews again. <laughs> Fair enough. Very good. Next game up, the Titans at home against the Bengals. Bengals going the wrong way. AJ Green should have been suspended, and he's not. How is he going to do against the Titan team here that is five and three and three and one at home? I think AJ Green is due. If you look at his last three weeks, they've been terrible. He hasn't cracked more than double-digit points in more than once. And then last week, he only had the one catch for six yards. He really should be a motivated person last week. Take take advantage of the second life that he actually gets to play. I like AJ Green for an 8-120 in a touchdown game. Jamie Eisenberg agrees, agrees with you. This is a big get-right week for AJ Green there. Sports. Titans against the run. Middle of the road. Joe Mixon. Yeah, well, I mean, J- Jeremy Hill, if I remember correctly, was inactive last week or didn't even play at Correct. all and get any touches. So I think that's you know pointing in this direction of Joe Mixon. This is now your team to run with. So I put Joe Mixon as an RB2, and he'll get better each week. Dave Richards says that Andy Dalton's a sneaky play this week. Scott? Yeah, I don't know if I could trust him. I mean, outside of A.J. Green, you know, having his game, I I, I think Dalton still throw two, two picks, and I don't know if he'll crack 300. I, I, I just can't trust him, so I stay away. Anybody else on the Bengals? Any interest? Giovanni Bernard? Yeah, maybe your boy Tyler Croft. Not a boy. I like you Tyler. Know, I mean, I, I'm not going to play Bernard. I, I, I would if they showed me, you know, getting him involved more. Like we both agree he should be, but he did, it just hasn't been there. Um, so I'll stay away from Bernard. Give yourself Tyler Croft a shot to crack the top 12. Marcus Mariota. Coach says he's going to run a little bit more this week. What's that going to translate to? Yeah, 45 rushing yards. So I would say I, I'm going to say he's going to be a low end QB one this week. I know the, the Bengals are good against the pass. This is another road game. There's a lot of turmoil and on that team as well. So I'm going to say Marcus Mariota is a low QB one. Demar Demarco Murray, Derrick Henry, who has more points? Derrick Henry. Top two wide receivers for Tennessee fantasy points wise will be uh, Rashard Matthews and. I'm going to just skip to the tight end and say Delaney Walker's number two. Fair enough. Very good. You start either uh, Tennessee defense? No? Probably not, right? No, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't like Dalton, but I think they'll put up 20, 24 points, and I think the Titans will win the game, but, you know, there'll be turnoffs. I'd, I'd stay off the defenses in both both sides. Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Ben Roethlisberger, over his career, has got about 4,000 touchdowns against the Colts. So they go to the Dome. Uh, last time he faced him in Indianapolis, had five touchdowns and a pretty easy game. Steelers are coming off the bye. Give me a stat line for Ben. 265 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That works for me. Running back Le'Veon Bell, how many carries does he get? Under, Over, under, 30. You know, the... Colts running defense has not been as strong as it was beginning of the year. They gave up 57 yards, 77 yards, 67 yards. Then they played Jacksonville at home, gave up 177. But a lot of that was TJ Yeldon. 
I think they actually show up here. Uh, Le'Veon Bill's still going to be an RB1. He's still going to be great. He's going to catch a lot of passes. He's going to do all right. But I don't expect him to crack 100 yards rushing, Scott. How about that? I'll put him around 70 to 80 yards rushing, but probably like 140 total yards and at least yeah. a touchdown. So, But I, I think they'll stop the run, which is why Ben's going to air it out all over the place. So you said Ben's throwing three touchdowns. Where are they going? They're going to AB and they're going to Juju Smith-Schuster. Maybe Juju could get two. I hope he does because I'm starting against, against him in Yahoo. But uh, maybe Bell gets one. No, Martavis Bryant is not stepping so you, in so you after have, not being active and catching So you don't see them at all trying to get him involved early and maybe get him back? No, that's a stealer. You want that to happen. No, no, think no, about no, it no. logically. I'm asking, I'm asking No, you. think about it logically. They don't have it on the team. If, you if, you're, back, you're, if you're, you're Mike Tomlin. You got to earn it, right? He's an old school guy. They will play him. Maybe he'll get a couple catches, but Juju's earned it. He's going to go to Brown because Antonio Brown's a Hall of Famer. He's going to go to Juju because Juju's produced. Listen, could they try him deep a couple times, Scott? Sure. But Martavis Bryant is not coming out of this game with better numbers than Juju Smith's shoes. That's not how this works. He was deactive, Scott. Deactivated he was. And we don't have to worry about Juju Smith's bike getting stolen. He's got a car now. Let's go to the cold side. Jacoby Brissetto. You play him as a low QB2 at home. Yeah, sure. I play as QB. Yeah, I play him as QB two, two QB leagues. Yeah, definitely. He's Marlon on. Mack or Frank Gore. Marlon Mack. Steelers defense is legit. It's T. Y. Hilton. Does he keep going in the right direction, or do the Steelers cornerbacks keep him in check? You got to play T. Y. Hilton if he's in a dome, Scott. You got to play him if he's home and he's in a dome. I know the Steelers have a very good defense. I'm not taking anything away from them, but you have to play T. Y. Hilton. He's just a machine when it comes to that carpet. Steelers have been pretty good against tight ends. Jack Doyle. I think you have to play him if you have him. Are there really anybody on the waiver wire that's better than him? Steelers are tough against tight ends. You're darn right about that, but I, I think you got to play him. And the Steelers defense, playing them this week? Oh, yeah, playing them with confidence. Absolutely. Jaguars, Chargers, Scott. Here comes Saxonville. Leonard Fournette was actually at practice. He put it on Twitter. Very nice of him. Start with the Chargers. Melvin Gordon. He's going to have 2.8 points <laughs> yards per rush, right? But where's he going to finish in terms of fantasy production? And real quick, how about Fournette apologizing not only to his teammates, but to fantasy owners. So somebody gets the concept of thank fantasy. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Admit Melvin me. Gordon, yeah, 1.9 yards per carry for sure. Uh, but he'll probably get two touchdowns. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Okay, like 50 total yards, two touchdowns. So Melvin Gordon, you got to play him as a RB1. Scott, wide receiver, sorted out for me for, for uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, I've been trying so hard in multiple leagues to trade Keaton Allen, and I'm getting zero bites. Keaton Allen, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's done a great job shutting down number ones. Um, I'm going to put I'm going to put Travis Benjamin one, Keenan Allen two, Tyrell Williams three. You sure he follows Allen in the slot? Mike Williams will be there. You think Jalen Ramsey's going to follow him around? I, I think for the bulk of the time, Ramsey will be with him. I won't say 100%, but I'd say 70% of the time he's on Allen, and I think that's enough to hurt his production. Tight end, Scott. Jaguars have been good against everybody, but maybe tight end's not as great as some other positions. Henry, Gates, either one? No, definitely not Gates. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still still alive. Hunter Henry, for sure. <laughs> uh, how is Leonard Fournette going to do against a tough, uh, like a really tough in terms of they give up yardage to everybody, Los Angeles Chargers run defense? I think Leonard Fournette is going to have a field day. You know, someone one of our in one of our leagues put out a flyer saying he's up for trade, and unfortunately, I just don't have the pieces to get him. I wish I could. I think Fournette goes a buck fifty and beyond. He could have got AJ Green for him a couple weeks ago. Refused the trade flat out. That's his. That's his call. Uh, I, funny you say that. I offered AJ Green and a running back for him uh, a week a week ago and got shot down. He won't do it. Uh, receivers: Marquise Lee, D.D. Westbrook should be back this week. 
I like Marquise Lee this week as long as he's healthy. Question mark questionable as well, but as long as he plays, I, you know, go back to the game we played earlier on. The targets are going to be there, so if the targets are there, the production will be there. I think for Lee. Plug this. Answer this question: If you had to plug Blake Bortles in as your starting quarterback, your level of confidence would be blank. On a scale of one to ten, my yeah. level of confidence would be a six. Yeah, that's about what I would say too. Yeah, that's the same number. That's it. That's it. Not I terrible. Could, I could see Bortles giving me two thirty and two touchdowns, maybe a pick. And if you have to play a streaming option for any reason, or you want to take a shot in DFS, you could do worse. Short field, Scott. You know, I never know. New England at Denver. Early in the season, I'm sure NBC thought this would be a fantastic Sunday night game. Now, I don't know how they feel about this. The Patriots going into Denver, you know, the Denver defense most of the time still shows up. But after that embarrassing loss to the Eagles last week, your thoughts on the Patriot offense, Tom Brady. How does he do this week? Whatever the over-under is on this game, Scott, take the under. Denver's defense is legit. They're going to dial it up. It's a Sunday night game. Pat's coming off a bye. This is going to be a lower scoring game than you think. You still start Tom Brady. I'd have him as my QB8. How's that? Yeah, not bad for a road game in Denver. That'll work. Make some sense in the Patriots' backfield for me. There's about 15 guys back there. Break them down. Give me give me an order on the White, Lewis, Gillisley, and so forth. My, how times have changed, Scott. You ready for this one? In order of most confident to least confident, James White, Rex Burkhead, Dion Lewis, Mike Gillisley. How, my, yeah. oh, my, how times have changed. I think Mike Gillisley is on the verge of getting the Jonas Gray treatment, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Game scripts are terrible. Game scripts are yeah, terrible. What are you going to do? You know, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, you start off like a house of fire. It's a good thing we didn't get those shirts printed. I know. Yeah, Chris Hogan, you said the little banged up may not play. I like Brandon Cooks this week. I know you probably don't, but I do. Uh, so where do you, who do you like as far as receivers this week if Hogan's out? Don't like him. Don't like him against Denver secondary. Do like Amendola. Like that a lot. And without TJ Ward, they let TJ Ward go to Tampa Bay, by the way. Scott Denver's been terrible against tight ends. Rob Gronkowski's going to have a big game. Yeah, he'll have a field day. He's, he, with, with, with Ertz on a bye, it's Gronkowski number one for sure. Denver side, uh, I'm not going to talk about Brock Osweiler because there's no point. You're not a C.J. Anderson guy. I did notice Devont, Devontae Booker is now on your team. Uh, Booker is the number one back, in your opinion? C. C. Yeah, C.J. Anderson's banged up. I love Devontae Booker in this game. I would say I have the most confidence of any player is Devontae Booker. He's going to catch passes. He's going to run it. Jamal Charles is slow. Anderson is banged up. I love Devontae Booker in this game, more so than Demarius Thomas. So with Emmanuel Sanders back then, that means uh, give me Sanders or Thomas. Who do you like better? Do you like Thomas or do you think Sanders gets involved and takes the number one uh, job? I like Thomas because Osweiler tends to do well with Thomas there if he really focuses on him. So I'll take Thomas. Neither one of them are great, but I, I think Demarius is a solid uh, wide receiver too, maybe almost high-end wide receiver too. A.J. Darby? Why not? Somebody's got to catch it. I mean, yeah. is, he, is he a tight end one? I say yes. And that wraps up quarter three. Let's AFC. hit the Let's hit the picks. Fourth quarter. All right, folks. Just want to point something out here. If you go to our website, www.randallrant, you have a lot of things there. You have my week 10 rankings. You have Scott and mine now, DFS plays. And you also have the Picking Up the Blitz podcast where you can listen to old episodes. And then you have our NFL picks. We are actually tied, Scott. I thought you were ahead. We were tied at 17 and 19 with the picks. So this is a very, very big week here. It is a even week, which is week 10, which means I go first. We got four picks we're going to give to you here, folks. And the first one I already stated, it's very straightforward. Scott, I said it earlier this week. I feel even more confident about it now. I got it at three. 
I'm taking Buffalo plus three against New Orleans. New Orleans won six in a row, Scott. The Bills are tough. Sean McDermott, by the way, used to be defensive coordinator for Carolina. He has done an excellent job against every team that he faces there in that division. I think he's going to be all over Drew Brees. This is a low-scoring game. Bills win it outright. I'll take the three points. I like a home underdog first game, and I was very impressed with what they did last week, and I think a lot of people would think that they'll come here and it'll be a little bit of a letdown. I don't see it. I like the Redskins at home plus one and a half against the Vikings. I think with Case Keenum at quarterback, he's done a nice job for Minnesota. But I think the Redskins are a good team, and I think that was a big gut check win in Seattle, very impressive win. Kirk Cousins showed that he really should get that long-term deal in Washington. So I'm going to take the Redskins plus one and a half against the Vikings. I did this on purpose. I sort of downplayed this game when I reviewed it because I didn't want to give you a hint. Scott, Brett Hundley is not leading Green Bay into Chicago. Are you kidding me? The Bears minus five. I think they're going to play very well. I think they're rested. Their defense is solid. They beat Pittsburgh. They almost beat Atlanta. And now they get Brett Hundley. I only got to give a five Bears minus five over Green Bay. Yeah, I had them on the list. Could have went with them first, but it's all right. Pittsburgh minus 10 off the bye in Indianapolis. I'm just going to go with the track record in the history here. The Steelers against the Colts, even with Andrew Luck when he played, they've put up big numbers. This one's inside in a dome. Steelers are off a bye. I know it's 10 points. I know the Colts have hung in there. They beat Houston, but uh, I, I just don't see how they can really stay close in this game. So I'll take the Steelers minus 10. This is an easy one. I'm going to go head-to-head with you. Absolutely, I'll take the 10 points. Listen, I think Pittsburgh pulls ahead, but they're on the road coming off a bye. Jacoby Brissett's a running quarterback. 10 points is a lot. I do think Pittsburgh is going to win. 100% I think they're going to win, but I think 10 points is a lot. I will take that. They get a cheap touchdown, strip sack or something on Ben Roethlisberger. That's 17 right there. I'll take it. Uh, Colts, plus 10. I'm going to take Sunday night. I'm taking the Patriots minus seven and a half. I don't think the Broncos offense uh, is good enough to hang in there. The Patriots defense is playing better. I agree with you. I think it's an under game, but I think it's like a 23-7, 23-10 Patriot win. So Patriots minus seven and a half. I went to this game last week. I'm going back to it. I should have won it last week. Bengals are in a free fall. I do believe in Tennessee they're going to get things going. Mariota's due for one of those four touchdown games. Tennessee, four and a half. That's not a lot of points, Scott. Easily. Tennessee, minus four and a half is my last pick. Yeah, for me, I hinted at this one earlier, too. I mean, you you mentioned possible blowout. I just don't see it. The Dolphins, plus nine against Carolina. I think the offense is good enough to stay with the Panthers. I don't think the Panthers' offense is world beaters. I think this game is definitely within nine points. I like the Dolphins plus nine. I, I, you know, they hung in there with Oakland. They came up short by three points. I, you know, my feelings in Carolina. I don't think they're great. They are proving me wrong. They're a little better than I thought they would be. I think nine points is a lot though at home to give to Miami. So I'll take Miami plus nine. All right, Scott, and give us a little DFS breakdown. What do you got for us? Well, you can call it a homer, whatever you want to do. But the Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown stack is a must use. And Antonio Brown is high. He's 9,500. Roethlisberger, not so much. 6,600. So he's worth it. He balances that out. That's a stack I would use for sure. Jordan Howard's going to feast. Love Jordan Howard this week for the price point. I believe it's 6,100. He, like you said earlier, and you said the other episode, this is a big game for Howard. I think he's a top five back, if not a top three back. I like Bilal Powell for the low price of 4000 with no Matt Forte. I know you're not crazy about Powell, but I mean, I think just the share will be, snap share will be there. He'll be on the field when it counts, and I think the point production could be there for 4000 And I teamed Antonio Brown up with AJ Green and Mohamed Sanu. So Mohamed Sanu is a sneaky value play, and I think AJ Green goes off, 
And like I told you earlier, Garrett Selleck is my tight end play at only 2,500. My flex play is Lamar Miller. I know you don't like it, but Lamar Miller is going up against a Ram defense. It stinks against the run. And for my defense, love the Chicago Bears. I love the call there with the the Steelers. But if you're going to play Bell, Brown, that whole crew, I think you got to pay down for quarterback. I do like Ryan Fitzpatrick at 4,900. I think he definitely throws two touchdown passes. Jets can stop the run. I think he's going to be decent and motivated there. And the reason I like that is because I like to pay up for a Le'Veon Bell and a LaShawn McCoy. I think the running back plays here are very straightforward. If you're going to pay, you're going to play running back here, Scott. You got Le'Veon Bell at 9,800. Elliott's out. Todd Gurley's 8,700. Fournette's 8,400. Not crazy about that coming off the uh, suspension. Mark Ingram, 74, is tough because he's on the road. Melvin Gordon's on the road. Alvin Kamara's on the road. Jarek McKinnon. So if you're talking about that group and you want to play LaShawn McCoy, you want to play Le'Veon Bell, you got to go cheap somewhere. I love your call with Selleck. I think that's fantastic. I also love your call with Sanu. I think that's a tremendous value, but I think you got to pay down for quarterback. So consider Ryan Fitzpatrick at 4,900. So you like the Fitzpatrick-Bell combo better than the Roethlisberger-Jordan Howard combo? That's close. That's all. That's all. Yeah, that's good. Out to. That's so, good too. Know, that's good Jordan too. Jordan Howard's sixty-one hundred. So when you're looking at when you, especially when you look at Bell ninety-eight, I mean, I think we both agree Howard's really become the the guy in town again in Chicago. So mm-hmm. and I think we both think it's a big game for sixty-one hundred. I just love the price point on Howard. Well, let me ask you this, Scott. I'm gonna try to make a lineup later. I wonder if I can get Jordan Howard, Le'Veon Bell, Lashawn McCoy. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick in there and see what else I can get. Like I mean, you could do it because then you yeah you go the route I just went with like a Selleck as a tight end. You could do that. Even OJ Howard not for nothing's twenty five hundred this week. So if you really wanted to get crazy with it with the tight end like that, you got to make a could, choice, Scott. You're going to go with Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown and DraftKings. I did Antonio Brown. I okay. didn't use Bell. I went Roethlisberger Brown as my strict Steeler stack, uh, the quarterback wide receiver stack. And that's the route I went, and I was able to pair him with Jordan Howard in the backfield and AJ Green, who I think is going to go off. Got and yeah, you know, so I, that, that that's the route I went. I went three big guns, and you know, Roethlisberger is sixty one hundred. If it's Patrick on the top of my head, I don't know what it is what he's about forty eight, forty nine. He might even be five thousand. You know, so I'm sure his value went up a little bit once Winston went out. Why couldn't Doug Baldwin just get in there, Scott? <laughs> I watched it knocked out at the two. <laughs> Is he, is he against me this week? Who yeah, I got him. Yeah, I got him. That's the oh, trade yeah. I made, yeah. Oh, wait, there's the fade to Baldwin. Oh, no, it's Graham. I'm sorry. Jimmy Graham's got two. Two touchdowns. There you go. Bang, there you go. All yeah, right, folks. Seahawks, 22 to 10, pen, 21 to 10, pending the extra point. Uh, Baldwin's got five for 95. That's no harm, no foul. All right, folks. Uh, we love doing this for you. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, all over the place. Picking up the Blitz. We love five-star rating and a review. You can find me at Twitter on Twitter at Randall Rant Scott at SCOT557 and the podcast itself. Send us questions, send us thoughts, agitate us, whatever you want at PUT Blitz. I promise to beat Mike head to head in Yahoo as well as DFS this week. And I promise our picks are going to get better. Don't worry about it. We'll, 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 we'll help you out there down the road. Hey, things will get better starting this week. No doubt. I'm looking for the three three in a row. Scott, this is going to be a terrible week for you. I'm going to play the Undertaker theme for you next week. I'm going to beat uh, you in no, the picks. Make sure you, make sure you have it queued up for you because you'll be 0-3 and then you'll be down to DFS. I'll be back in the lead of picks. It's going to be a trifecta for me over here at the Picking Up the Blitz podcast. My partner, you better hope because if I beat you in picks again and I beat you in DFS and I beat you in your own Yahoo League, oh, I'll be brutal. What will the theme song be next week? Oh, you got to win something. I mean, you can't beat me in your own league. <laughs> All right. Thanks, folks. We'll see you.